I'd like to welcome everybody back to Tuesday night. He's Kevin Ricca. Every Tuesday is one week closer, my man. One week closer. Never more than a week away. I'm Ken Marangolo. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, and on the behalf of, obviously, uh, lovely downtown Kensington, Maryland, and all basement podcast studios across this great nation, this is The Nat Shift, where we talk about the greatest, probably the, the, uh, the best organization, sports organization, of the major four in Washington, D.C. these days. I'd say that's a fact. Uh, it's not hands down. The Caps have been hanging around there a little bit. Wiz on their way back up. And uh, you know, we'll talk about the Skins all night tonight, but you know that's nearest and dearest to our hearts. Until that title comes around town in the form of a uh, Major League Championship. I just feel like we've, I've been doing Redskins podcasts and writing about the Redskins for in, in an unofficial, semi-official, semi-pro capacity since, you know, a decade. And I feel like the Washington Nationals, if any team deserves that kind of treatment from, you know, folks like us, basement-dwelling sports, uh, you know, coverers. Family man. Family man. And, Family and, that, man. and that's what, you know, it's caused my love of the Nats to, to shoot since 2005. I'm, I adopted them right away, obviously, you know, like we talk about all the time. America's pastime, nation's capital, perfect fit. But how they've treated my family, how they've made my wife a diehard, my kids, the experience at home games, uh, man, the knowledge level of the new crop of fans that we have around here. Because, you know, we've always been baseball fans around here. We just had not had a team in too long. I think that's what gets me going. That's what gets me jacked up about talking about the Nats every week because they're an everyday thing at our house, just like at yours. Every Everyday thing. It's also what something I love about the Wizards and, and Caps. Um, it's what makes the being a Redskins fan so hard is uh, um, so few opportunities to to, to, to to get W's in that league. Yeah, that's an intense three hours a week right there. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, and we generally see a lot of W's with the other three teams, especially the Nationals. Um, I don't know. I, I you know we don't have a ton to talk about in these uh, in these weeks uh, leading you know leading up, but um, I don't know. I, I for starters, well, something we said at the when we first started recording the show, and that is, I mean, we have, our, this, this fan base is totally established. We're not a new fan base anymore. Um, we've seen terrible baseball. We've seen amazing baseball. We have playoff theatrics. Um, Gut-wrenching you know, baseball. Drama. Yeah, high drama. It. We've experienced no high drama, um, at, you know, in the postseason. Um, it's, it's, you know, kind of baptized by fire in a certain sense. Um, and so it met, that makes it fun to talk about these little, these little other things, um, because it's, you know, it's very liberating for, for a, in a town where the Redskins dominate, um, where being a, a Washington Nationals fan, I think, is such a positive experience, and, and focusing on things like, for example, you know, the, the Matt Weeders discussion, which, which I love. Um, sure enough, he goes and... I don't know if you could say you love it. I love the Matt Weeders discussion. <laughs> the I think discussion it's a, portion of it? Yes. It's a, first of all, it's a great problem to have, if you even call it a problem. I, I do, and I think that's where we, I disagree with some people. Um, it's a great problem to have. Um, he's having... He's, what is he? He's in the best shape of his life? Lost 14, Lost 14 pounds. pounds. 14 pounds. Uh, he's in the best shape of his life. I know. Mm-hmm. None of this crap makes any sense. Is he sense. seeing things better than he's ever seen them before? I'm telling you. Well, you know, 
Kevin Long's got him shortened up his swing. He's got a more of a solid base with his legs. Yep. It's all about the legs, from what I understand. Sure. And it should be after catching this many innings after this many years. And uh, I think the whole idea was to, to lighten up a little bit, yeah. get a little more spry. You notice he scored from second on a single the other day. Yep. And uh, Mr. Sendley sent old Matt Weeders, and he looked. He did. He said it'll be the fastest he'll be all year. But he looked a tad bit spryer than I had noticed him in years past, Ken. Well, he's looked very unspry in recent seasons, so he had um, some spry uh, potential uh, locked in that body. Um, he, hey, listen, he had a, he had his own option. So, uh, whenever you construct yourself a check for you know ten plus million dollars, you just you just go ahead and do it. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, this is true. But the the ability to go to the off season and and and, and work hard yeah, at it, yeah. and then try and get something out of it, because I think he understood what happened last year. And what would he sign him right around this time last year? You know, this was kind of like a he was in limbo, and uh, yep. next thing you know, he's in there catching the two best pitchers in National League Baseball, and uh, you know, it was pretty cool of him to get him. But yeah, he, he he scuffled the whole season, man. I get it. And he had some. He he came up big a couple times. I and listen, he's uh, a clutch guy. That's what yeah. I love about him. He's a clutch guy. So he he needs to he needs to be better in it in most ways. Very uh, true. In this year for it to be you know for us to be great, um, and you know I'll leave it there because let's let him let's let him go out and try to win fans over. I'm not the only one who feels this way about Weeders. And, and again, it's not personal. I don't hate him. I just think there's like there's something about you know what happened in the playoffs that to me a change in that spot is necessary. But I also I'm fully aware that. If we're quibbling about the bottom of our order of who being a guy who's been a pretty solid professional baseball player for quite some time, um, you know, on a team that you need to have something better than a rookie or you know a pair of number two catchers, um, this is a, it's a high high class problem, um, and and prove me just dead wrong. You know, that would be the best thing that ever happened. Yes, it would. And then the last thing I'll say about it is uh, being optimistic this time is everyone's job, not just ours mm -hmm. or mine and not yours so much in this case, but a lefty single in the first at-bat followed up by a righty homer at the mm -hmm. second at-bat. That gives you something to say, all right, now that gives him credit for what he's done this offseason. That has nothing to do with opening day. But I'm, I'm, but I'm hoping that that's got him to a point when his body's healthy enough to produce at a higher level from either side of the plate and maybe throw a few cats out. He's capable. Yeah. He's capable of that. And I, we transitioned from Weeders. We have another guy we wanted to talk about. Um, and uh, in, it, in, in, it's keeping the theme of Weeders to me because um, the thing about the Washington Nationals, uh, at, at the end of the day, is they are a World Series contender. And the difference between hoisting the, the trophy and not hoisting the trophy um, is, is, is tiny. You know, it's a razor-thin margin, um, and it, it comes down to a player sometimes. And, you know, we know what player I thought it came down to last year, but there's another, there's another side of it <laughs> that's in the bullpen. Um, and to have a, a guy um, who you are going to need outs from in the postseason, the, the, the Nats signed somebody uh, recently. Yeah, this past week, Mr. Yep. Joaquin Benoit. Benoit. Joaquin Benoit. He, what number is he wearing? Hell, would ask you the one you know, thing just, you don't just, know about him. Here, there's pages and pages of crap. I don't even know if he's been issued a jersey. <laughs> okay, yet. all right. Now I'm talking about Joaquin Benoit balls yep. and strikes. Yes, and that's what I thought we came to talk about. Uh, we absolutely did. Uh, so he got a guaranteed contract, 
million dollars, right? A million bucks if he's on the roster. Made seven and a half million last year across a couple different locations. He signed a one-year deal in Philly, and they traded him midseason to Pittsburgh, and he had his worst season in about eight years. His velocity is still at 94-95. This is a six-foot-four, six-five, 250-pounder. He's a crazy Dominican. Uh, he's going to bring a ton of personality. He said he had some personal issues last year. No excuses made. The game's been played for hundreds of years. 40 years old. But this dude's 40 at 6'4", 250, still throwing 94, 95. And listen, we're not bringing him in to be the setup guy or the closest setup guy. He's the experience, and you know he's got the longest save in Major League Baseball history. He's also torn a calf muscle sprinting from the, from the bullpen to a, a, a brawl. Uh, the guy's got stories to tell. He's 20 years of Major League Baseball to get it done. This is his ninth team, and we got a character, and this is what I'm excited about. Yes, I hope he produces. I hope he's in the Matt Albers version of last year's guys, not the Joe Blanton side yeah. of things. Yeah. But you know what? we got a character in the bullpen. we got a character for you and I, a guy like you and I can talk about. He said, why wouldn't I join this team? It's the all-star team. Take a look around. I mean, it's, he's, uh, you know, people would need to pay attention to this signing because he got a guaranteed million dollars, so... You know, in case you guys don't know, when Rizzo gives someone a million dollars guaranteed, he, he's pretty much penciling them into his lineup pretty much for the entire season. Um, I mean, he's been a closer in places, Ken. He's the setup man. He was closed in San Diego until they got Kimbrell, and he became the setup guy. Yep. He, was a, uh, he was an outstanding setup man in 2012. From 2016 to 10 to 16, the guy was one of the best relievers in the game. Yep. I know he's 40. We're not asking him to he be might, By the way, we don't know he's 40. We don't. He's probably 47 <laughs> years Easily old. Easily 47. Yes. Maybe a spry, like 49, 50. That's true. Um, you, you gotta, you know, chop them down and count the rings, you know, at some point. But hey, I, you throw that love thing, it. you throw that thing, ninety four, ninety five, yeah. with some location, you can be as old as you want. Absolutely, to. no, that's why I think it's great. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he, and yeah, he, he's gonna bring a little bit of character. Um, the, the bullpen is gonna have to win games. The, the, the difference, what difference there was between us being, you know, pretty darn good and great um, last season for most of the season was the bullpen. Um, it's why Gio Gonzalez wasn't an all-star starter, probably. Maybe wasn't a Cy Young contender because um, of, of the bullpen. And as good as our starters are, the bullpen is, has to basically be responsible for winning games. No doubt. And Mike Rizzo has never been afraid of veteran, uh, postseason experience, chops, type cats, this type of year, this time of year. And uh, we know what's happened in years past. We know that we're going to take our injury punches to the stomach. And uh, veteran depth. With postseason experience and major situations for a million bucks, you know it's not my million. Let's have at it. Yep. Um, these are the. This is the, how you. Uh, it, you know, in the recipe book, this is how you build a bullpen. Um, last year there were guys I don't like. Every year there's a guy you probably don't like. Like I hated Oliver Perez and, and Joe Blaine as guys that I just knew were going to be on our team, and I was not excited about seeing them coming out of the out of the bullpen. Um, but. Joaquin Benoit is I'm already feeling differently about him than I felt about either of those two guys. Come on, Joaquin. You know, that's gonna yeah. be happening. Um, and hey, when Rizzo's stirring the cauldron, like you said, just add one crazy ass Dominican 47 year old fireballer to the mix. See what happens. Um hopefully the stories about Coda Glover's shoulder aren't serious. Um uh, you know, this Joaquin signing, um, hopefully it's not I think it did come that. off the heels of it, but not as a replacement, yeah. as some insurance. So, come. We have room for both, obviously, Joaquin Benoit and no Coda doubt. Glover. So. Ah, we got to get Coda right. Can't yep. wait to see him right. I yep. know that's your guy. He's my guy, too. I just think he was ready to shoulder everything last year. Get this guy right. He's an animal. I hope and pray we have a whole career left of his to watch. Um, so let's close out tonight on 
on what on what Joaquin Benoit refers to as an all star team, uh, um, and, and how they place in the league. So who SI? SI every year, and yep. it's become a quite a tradition for them. They list the top one hundred baseball players heading into a season based on last year and, and previous years. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking in terms of fantasy right now. So. I don't know how a fantasy listing. All right, that's where you got to knock it off. Okay, let's, this is this is old no, but I'm school. saying that's all I got like off the top of my head for a listing. I, you know, I'm, all right, like I want, like, I'll, I'll say top ten overall baseball players. The Nats have two. Top ten? Yeah. Si disagrees with you. They say we have one. Bryce? No. Trey? Or, no. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stop just wildly guessing. If it's not Rendon, I'm gonna be super. Well, you're forgetting. You're just listing position players here, but Sports Illustrated Scherzer. is a yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. They got Scherzer listed at number four. In case people <laughs> actually knew what the rankings were beforehand. All right, so then we got to have a heavy presence in 10 through 20. I'm saying we got – if they well, – got to have three guys before you get to 25. We have two before we get to 25. Ah, all right. So I'm going to have to say Bryce there. Yes, they got Bryce listed at 12, which everyone loves to be different because you don't put Bryce Harper in the top five if you want to sell something. you got to have a guy like Bryce Harper at 12. It's ridiculous. But, you know, right, they so adjusted to some other guys. Based on the Scherzer love in the top 10, I'm feeling like they're loving some Daniel Murphy maybe or Anthony Rendon. If I, again, if it's not Anthony Rendon, I'm going to be upset. They're, they're loving Rendon at 33. Okay. And they're loving Murph Dog at 77. That's that's fine. I was yeah. I'm, I don't want to overvalue Daniel Murphy. Uh, seventy-seven. I, I think I think he's I think he's a little better than seventy-seven, but that's just me. So then they got to go Strauss probably then. Top twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-fifth. Yep. Okay. And there's uh there's one more gentleman. There's one more gentleman. Two more. Before one, one, you get to thirty-three. Uh no, top forty. One okay. one more top forty. One more top forty. I feel like Casey Kasem. No, I'm the only guy that knows a America's top thirty-eight song this evening. I've I've. I've I would have no problem believing that Trey Turner would be considered by a place like that as, as top 40. 38. Okay. Yeah. For the man who steals the bases. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And the hearts of Nats fans everywhere. So what do we say? That's five top 40s? That's, uh, that's what Casey would say. Okay. Five, five top 40s and then a 77 for good measure. So only six of the top 77? That's true. I don't like that so much. Well, only three teams posted seven players in the top 100, and we're one of them. So, other we got, three... We got, we got one more out there. Okay, so we got... Uh, what's the number? 84. I was uh, a bit interested in this one. I mean, it, it, Zimmerman would be a strong I thought Zimmerman would be up there. They didn't, they didn't Adam Eaton, so. I, he didn't play Eaton enough. I thought would be in there, but yeah, that's true. Coming off injury, they didn't have either of those guys. All right, so you could, you could love on some Gio Gonzalez if you really wanted to. And they did. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, he's a lefty. He had an amazing season. He really did... Like I said, if if uh, our bullpen didn't screw him hard, uh, they cost him five or six. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's great. He, what does he cost us? Twelve million bucks. Twelve for a lefty starter who eats innings. Yeah. That's uh, that's. Uh, and he loves the fact that Nats fans are um, are, are understand what he's all about. Um, I, th- I don't think I've officially told the story, and I won't tonight either. But definitely uh, ran into the guy in um, uh, Rockville at a brunch. The day that his contract was... Ooh, you guys were brunching. Yes. All right. The day his contract was, was picked up. Um, and it was, it was more, in the morning, um, we were in line waiting for a table, and um, I looked over, and I knew it was him right away, and my son was standing with me, and I, was, and I just said, hey, I was like, hey, G. 
I don't know why I said that, but I did. He turned and looked at me, and I was just like, are they picking up your contract? And he, because it hadn't been, it wasn't announced until later that afternoon. And um, he goes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm staying. And I was like, I gave like a big fist pump. Yes, you know, and my son was like, what, what, what? And you would never, I, I've told my buddies this, and I apologize if you have to hear it again, but he was so obviously happy that I, my reaction was so positive. Um, he, you know, everyone was talking about whether we need this guy or want this guy and whether he should just go away. And we have young guys coming up. Um, I, we, we know who we got in Geo, and um, yes, I, and the bouncer knew who you are for the rest of yes, the brunch. That yes, was a fact. yes, keep this guy away from him. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, so so seven top one hundred, two yep. two other teams or three other teams with with that many? Just the Cubbies and the Astros. Okay, with seven, six six uh, six team, five teams listed with six: Giants, Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, and Indians. And then you got the Angels, then D-backs, Mets, and all the way down through the fours. But, you know, I think they did a decent job. But what interests me the most is that you got uh, their number 52 selection. has certainly been rumored to be in the Stars and Bars. Uh, Mr. Jake Arrieta, they've got listed as the number 52 baseball player in the so, universe. I, I think there's a love, the idea of Jake Arrieta. Um, I'm... Baseball, as a baseball fan, you can't be, you can't let your concern for the owner's money really drive anything. Not uh, my bag, baby. Yes, and those bags to Mr. Arietta. Yeah, so it's a lot if of you money. Have to. I yeah, know. I, I don't understand. You know, it, it doesn't strike me as economic. Um, but uh, there's two reasons why I like the addition of Jake Arietta. The cool thing in baseball is your, it, this year is um, this evolution of a six-man rotation, and it's you can say if you have six starters. You have a problem. You can say if you have four starters, you have a problem. I, I mean, people are managing around injuries and, and availability, you know, at some point, no matter what. But going into the season, there's there's clubs out there that are doing this six-man rotation thing. And instead of just giving a guy the ball every fifth day, some guys you do. Like Scherzer, you just give him the ball every fifth day. Probably Strasburg the same way. Probably even Gio the same way. Um, but they have uh, this idea that um, you can – build a rotation around the strengths of your individual guys um, and create basically create a completely unique and modified schedule for 162 games based on that, if you could keep them healthy. And I don't know, we could easily go – he could easily be our, in our top five. I don't think that's a question. But I, I like the – Oh, well, well, easily – Yes, yes, yes. But the thing to me, and hold on, his, between yeah. his agent and Davey Martinez, I, I think we have a handle on this man's daily habits. His of routine, course, of course. And I think all of this fits. I mean, fifty-five percent of our payroll is Scott Boris. Yeah, <laughs> like oh yeah. If we sign Jake Arrieta, it will be trust like me. It'll be it's not taking a chance. No, you, everyone knows. Everyone's been been underneath this this um, hood, you know, kicking the engine around for years. Right. But to me, he's a playoff guy. He, he, he's a playoff pitcher. Um, we're a playoff team. So it's not that I don't care what he does during the regular season, because I do, and it'll be fun, it would be fun to watch him be a pitcher for us in the regular season. But With this lineup? Yeah, yeah that, that certainly would. That would be enjoyable. And it's not that I don't care, but I don't care because I, as a, this, this year, we, were, we will be judged on our performance in the playoffs. We, we better make the playoffs. And, it, and if you add a guy that, that you know steps up his game in the playoffs – Showing that ring off in the clubhouse, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, t- that's value right there to me. And and like I said, I can't overstate it. Forget about the Boris crap. So what? 
Davy Martinez was in that dugout, in that clubhouse with this man when they shined up their first time rings. Cool. And uh, I think that makes a huge difference. A guy his age that's going to get that amount of money to have a manager that he's in tune with for at least three years, I think that's a huge deal. Because I don't know if we need to go out and get him. I don't. I don't know. I'm torn. Well, but like like you said, you know, a Justin Verlander at the end of last year, who had kind of been hum ho for a little bit, all of a sudden became the guy that we knew he was. Yep. And not only, I mean, I was. God, I mean, I love Michael Taylor. I think Michael Taylor could have, could have and would have been involved in that deal. And I don't think Robles would have been. I, I don't know. We can Monday morning quarterback that decision all day. But I was outspoken in favor of pulling the deal, pulling the trigger for Verlander. He is returning every penny um, that they paid him and more. Um, and for that reason, that's why I'm leaning towards doing the Arietta deal because I think you're just adding the right guy to an awesome team. Um, like what can like I don't see anything going wrong there. No, if I could get a stamp of guaranteed health for one season, yeah. I would be way more excited about it. That's all. And as a DC fan, we do get nervous about these things because we've been a few injuries away from a few more wins here and there. But you see a guy like Eric Fetty coming up, no forearm pain, throwing 94, 95. Yeah. You know, that's, that's three or four miles per hour more than he was at the end of last year when we shut him down. Yep. Uh, and that's awesome news. Adam Eaton hasn't played in the game yet, but they're going to ease him on in. Like, all these things happening, you know, we could, get some, we could get some live action, some bullets put into this holster real quick, real fast, when yep. stuff starts moving here shortly. And, and, and you have the ability to, to play a guy like, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm just... Let's not. I don't want to put the cart a mile in front of the horse when I talk about the playoffs. I just, I do. I think that's the way this team's going to be judged, um, rightfully so. And um, you just can't have enough good pitchers who know how to pitch in the playoffs. Um, I, it's bring them. I, I just don't. I'm trying to. I was been trying to think of a reason other than money why we wouldn't sign Jake Arrieta. You know, the reports last week he was talking to Philly. Um, I don't know. I mean. Uh, there's going to be, there's definitely going to be a bad team that'll pay him tons of money to come and and bring fans, but I don't think that's. What, it doesn't sound like that's what he wants. I think when push comes to shove, hey Jake, it's Davey. Here's what we think. Here's what we're looking at. You got to see what I'm looking at down here, buddy. These guys are hungry. These guys are ready to go. If you're the difference maker in a four in a five game series, when I think it's unfair as hell. When you've played 162, a five-game series, the sermons it way too easily. You gotta have hit, got horses like that ready to go. And like we learned mm-hmm. in the, the wrong way, another starter and another game in a five-game series with postseason experience. When Gio starts throwing the ball over the catcher's mound every now and then, you know that's a guy that's been there, done that. So nothing against Gio, just a big push in the direction of Jake Arrieta and what he's been capable of and what he's done. And now he was a little down last year, so I think that's why everyone's wait and see with this money. Yeah, and. I, I just think it's also cool. Like if you're if you're on the Nationals right this very second, and you're one of those All Star guys um, from top to bottom, and the guy that they add that helped to come, you know, you can't just this is you know jo- Joaquin Benoit is great and all, um, but no one's talking about him being the difference maker. But when you and you have a locker room the way like we have right this very second, and you say, hey guys, by the way, here's Jake Arrieta, just to you know help you get you over the the finish line. You got. Every even, even Bryce Harper, you know Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, they got to be looking around and being like, "Whoa, hey, are, are you kidding me? Like that's that's awesome." And another guy we don't have to go up against in the postseason. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, damn, hey, that, that what a presence he brings to the clubhouse. And then you just get Joaquin in the corner giggling, laughing about the All Star team that he came to play on. 
I mean, that's, that's, that's part of the makeup. That's part of the personality. And Arietta is a warrior competitor. Yep. And, you, and I adore that. He's, yep. he's coming right after you. You know, he's not, he's not hitting corners. He's coming right after you. He's a challenge guy. And uh, him and Scherzer battling on who's going to have more strikeouts. And Strasburg, we're bringing some right-handed heat at that point. I mean, people are going to be like, Gio Gonzalez with that big hook. It's, they're going to go from foam, foam, foam to what the hell? This yep. guy throwing softballs up here. We can't hit him either. So, I mean, that gives us a, a huge dynamic. Hey, heading into the postseason with those four, holy moly. We haven't even talked about <laughs> our main man who didn't even pitch in the postseason last year. Rourke is starving for an opportunity. It's a, good, it's a great problem to have, a high-class problem, as we say. Um, and we'll follow it you know, for the next month or so. We got some, some awesome developments that haven't yet developed. Uh, hopefully Adam Eaton gets on the, on the uh, field soon. Um, hey, everything's great as of right now. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. sound like it was negative. They just haven't gotten him in yet. They're going to ease him in. But everything that he's done, he's way it. ahead of schedule. And Can't wait to see him in that jersey. You know, you, uh, way ahead of schedule. What else do you possibly say? Yeah, about way ahead of schedule. Uh, yeah. You know, he's feeling good. Right. Um, he took BP yesterday. Took no, BP. no problems. No problems right? in yeah, BP. Of course, of course. Um, all right. Well, Kevin, I think uh, I think we got ourselves a big Tuesday night ahead of us. Um, don't forget to listen to the Audible. Uh, don't forget to listen to the Hotbox. We will be doing a WCAC spectacular this evening. Um, so you won't be listening to, obviously you're not listening to this show live, but th- you'll, you'll think to yourself, these guys are talking about other things besides the Nationals. Ooh, not and, just Benoit. Not just Benoit. And, and, they are, and they've only just had their first whiskey. Uh, we've only just begun. Yeah. Well, I appreciate uh, you, you being over here in this basement podcast studio, Kevin Ricca. Man, no, no basement I'd rather be doing anything in, but podcasting seems about right on a Tuesday. On behalf of First Amendment Sports... I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Nat Shift. She's gone to end it. <laughs>